Hello and welcome to Niche to Necessity. My name is Taylor Zork. I'm the host. And today we have a very special guest today. We have uh, Blake Oliver. He's a CPA and the co-founder of Earmark CPE. Um, welcome, Blake. Thanks, Taylor. Great to be here. Great to talk to you. Yeah. Um, so one of the first things I wanted to just get out of the way is to have you tell us a little bit about your background and, and kind of how you came into the accounting world and, and all that. Yeah. So I'm a career changer. Uh, I think a good number of accountants started out doing something else. They didn't dream of being an accountant. I was a music major. I played the cello. And so I, I went to college uh, and I ended up majoring in cello performance, got a bachelor of music degree from Northwestern. And then I graduated into the great recession. And those <laughs> of us who remember that time knew it was a very, very dark time for anyone who didn't have practical skills. And so I ended up working at Starbucks because I couldn't get a job at Barnes and Noble, even though I had a bachelor's degree from, I think it was the most expensive school in the country at that time. Uh, so that started to teach me about ROI and thinking about money in a way I'd never really had before. I had to budget, I had to make a living as a barista. And that got me really interested in bookkeeping. So I got a job doing bookkeeping work for a tutoring company and I fell in love with QuickBooks. So started doing QuickBooks consulting, uh, eventually started my own bookkeeping business. And I discovered all the cloud apps right around when that was starting to hit mainstream. So I, I was helping people put in QuickBooks online. Then I found zero and I started a cloud-based bookkeeping business where we were doing a lot of the stuff that's very familiar now, completely remote. We hired part-time bookkeepers. We hooked them up with small business owners. We would do technology implementations. We'd hook up your e-commerce store to QuickBooks or Zero, all that good stuff. Uh, and I was fortunate to grow that really fast and sell that after about five years to a CPA firm that wanted to buy our you know, processes and technology, essentially. Uh, and then I uh, decided to go into tech. I worked at two different technology companies as a product marketer, basically the CPA on the marketing team, right? Translating what they wanted to do into <laughs> CPA and backwards, that sort of thing. Yep. Uh, and then I, uh, I, I, I did that for like four years, worked at a company called Flowcast as their first product marketer. They make clothes management software. So I was working with corporate controllers, um, small business kind of more like uh, Main Street businesses. A lot of those mm -hmm. mid-sized companies, mid-market companies is a word that people use. Uh, and then I went to be director of marketing at Giraffe, which makes financial planning and analysis software. So cool. kind of got just a wild you know, decade <laughs> of experience there. And then uh, I, I'm doing my own startup now. So uh, it's called Earmark and it lets you get CPE for listening to podcasts. So like this podcast episode, we wrap it in a self-study course. And so CPAs, enrolled agents, CMAs can, could actually get CPE for listening. And I'll be happy to put it up on our app if, uh, if you're interested. So yeah, absolutely. That'd be great. Um, yeah. So I, that leads me to my next question. So the first time I saw earmark, I was like, holy crap, how, like, this is insane. I didn't know that you could even do this. I didn't even know you could package CPE like this. And so, um, you know, I, I, my first thought was like, wow, this is going to fundamentally change how people consume CPE. So can you talk a little bit about what, you know, how you came up with the idea, kind of how it all started and, and all that? Yeah. So around the time when I sold my firm, I started doing a podcast called the cloud accounting podcast, 
And we've been doing that for four years. I say we, that means uh, David Leary, my co-host and myself. We do it every week. We have not missed a week in four years. It actually might wow. be more than that. We might be getting closer to five, I think. Uh, and so we, we built up this audience of CPAs who like to listen. Uh, and every now and then a listener would email us and say, I love your show. I should be able to get CPE for this. And so that stuck in my head. And I, yeah. I kept thinking, how could we, how could we make that happen? And so, uh, I was, I, I had left my last position at, you know, in, in marketing and I was kind of deciding what to do next. And, um, I, I sat down and I read the national association of state boards of accountancy guidelines. They're, they're standards for CPE. And I realized that I could design an app that would allow me to wrap a podcast episode into a CPE course that fulfills all their very specific requirements. Um, and so I, I, I found a guy on Upwork to design the app for me. And then uh, it turned out he could actually code a bit too. And so he said, hey, why don't you let me code this for you? And, and we spent, I don't know, six to 12 months building the app. And then we released it uh, a little over a year ago. And um, so far we've got 6,000 accountants who have signed up for the app. We've got a few hundred paying subscribers. We have over 500 hours of CPE content now on the app. Wow. Uh, dozens of different podcasts, all in the accounting space. We have a, a federal tax podcast. We've got an FP&A podcast. We've got my podcast. <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's, it's great. And you know, the community loves us. I think we've got five stars on the uh, app store on Apple and it's like 420 something reviews, five stars. So I feel like this is something the community wanted and you know, yeah. it's fun to, fun to be building it. That's really cool. And it's, 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 a, it's, you know, for those accountants or those people who need to get credits and they have a long commute, it's a, it's, you know, it's kind of a no brainer for them. And um, for yep. you guys, it's great because you, you get viewers plus, you know, people are incentivized to view it because they get all the CPE. So um, yeah. So, I mean, you're obviously a pioneer in the CPE space. Um, you know, what do you think you're, what do you, what do you see the vision? What's your vision of the CPE kind of content delivery and the, the, the actual content itself, you know, five or 10 years from now, how do you think all that's going to, the landscape of that is all going to change? Yeah. I mean, you can say this about anything, but it definitely is true of CPE COVID really changed how CPE mm -hmm. is delivered because most CPE used to be done in person. That's always how it's been. You go to a conference, you go to a seminar, you sit in a room for four to eight hours. Maybe you do that for a whole week and you get mm -hmm. all your CPE. And we all know if we've been to those, you see the people that are just plugging away at their email. They're not listening. People read, they might be like even sleeping. It doesn't matter. You get the credit, right? You just have to scan in and out. Mm -hmm. And so that all went away in the pandemic and all these state societies and CPE providers started doing online. That became really popular. Uh, and so people got a taste for that and they realized, oh, I can learn just as well, or I can not learn just as well, you know, in a yeah. webinar as, as in a seminar. Uh, and so all the, like the in-person stuff is just like disappeared in a lot of cases. I was just at a conference of CPA society educators, the people who put together these programs and they were saying like, yeah, nobody wants to come to in-person anymore. It's just done. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so they've all kind of pivoted to these online platforms, you know, where they do basically the same thing they used to do in person, but it's online now. And it kind of sucks, to be honest, like nobody wants to be sitting at their desk 
every, <laughs> you know, like you sit at, yeah. we sit at our desks. I'm at my desk. I don't know about you, like all yeah. the time. Right. So I think that, I mean, I'm obviously, you know, self-interested in making this happen, <laughs> but I think that people want to be able to do other stuff while they learn. Mm -hmm. And I personally can't focus. Like if I'm sitting at my desk, I've got my email there. I've got all this other stuff. I lose focus real quick. But if I'm out for a run or a hike or I'm doing the dishes or I'm, well, I, I live in Arizona, so I don't have a lawn. But if, you know, if I were, if I did have a lawn, I'd be mowing the lawn. Yeah. I can learn, right? I mean, we even had a, a, a member who said that she goes to the uh, nail salon and gets her nails done while she earns CPE. And I thought that was great. <laughs> What's the craziest, uh, what's the craziest you've heard of, of people? Um, is that, is that, that, that's gotta be up there. That's the, the, there's one other that I can't remember right now that really stuck with me. Um, you know, skiing, you know, yeah. <laughs> skiing and, and earning CPE. Uh, uh, yeah. So it's like one of those memes where it's like, everyone thinks I'm listening to like hardcore, or, you know, rock or something like that yeah, while yeah. I'm snowboarding, but really I'm listening to um, you know, the tax update for 2023. <laughs> exactly. Right. Why not? Why not? Yeah. So, uh, you know, and for me, it's like, I feel like we're accomplishing a big mission, which is accountants are too sedentary. We're mm -hmm. really unhealthy as a profession, like overall, because we spend so much time sitting. And so anything that we can do to help get people outside, you know, I, the pandemic changed my life too. I moved from LA to the Phoenix area. And, you know, now the weather is good enough, like 10 months out of the year, I can be outside hiking and, yeah. and running and stuff. And so I get like an hour of exercise a day now. And you, you could do that too, if you just like change some of the things you do. So you can do them while you're out, you know, working, while yeah, you're out I, working out, you could be working. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, like yeah, I'm, so. I'm, I'm here in, in Costa Rica. I, I fully did the remote work thing. You know, I started my, you know, my business, um, I had a CPA practice for, for the cannabis industry and, you know, I was doing cold calls from the jungle, you know? So, I mean, I think you're seeing a reckoning in the, in the, in the accounting profession and because there's such a lack and, and, and it's going to only amplify because of the lack of accountants and accounting professionals. I think we kind of, um, one of the things we've started to, to try to coin in our, in our company is like making accounting cool again, you know, um, yeah. was it ever cool? No, but, but we can, we can, we can try to return to, some form of glory. Um, well, but I, yeah, I, I think it can be like, I really, yeah. I buy into that mission because the reason accounting isn't cool is because nobody cares about the numbers that we're putting together. But if mm -hmm. we find the numbers that people care about, if we actually go out and talk to the leaders of these companies that are buying our services and we say, Hey, what do you want to know that could help you build a better business? And we get them that information, whether or not that's financial, or operational, mm -hmm. then we can really deliver a lot of value. Like, and those are the CFO people, right? right. Everybody, accounting and finance are really the same thing. It's just the finance people, everybody tends to like them because they're helping. Mm -hmm. The accounting people are like saying no, and they're being a drag, right? <laughs> and they're, they're putting together all this compliance stuff for taxes that nobody really wants to do, but they have to do. Yeah. So like, that's, that's the trick. If, if you want to be a CPA that you know, people like to talk to, like ask them what they need. I don't, I don't think we do a good enough job of that. Like getting, yeah, I think it's a branding, a, a branding issue. Um, like, yeah. and, and, uh, and an image issue. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah. you know, that's what we, I mean, that's what we're trying to do with crypto CFOs. We're trying to make it interesting. Right. You know, like me personally, I'm an accountant that doesn't really, you know, I, I got into accounting so that I could, I use it. 
I studied accounting in, in college, kind of being like, okay, if I study accounting, I'm going to figure out what I want to do. And accounting is going to be a good baseline for whatever it is I want to do. I knew I kind of had an entrepreneurial spirit, but I mean, you know, that's kind of why I gravitated towards, you know, first Burton snowboards, then, you know, the cannabis industry, my own practice, and now crypto, it's kind of like, I had to seek out these interesting things to be able to kind of make accounting cool for me. Um, and um, yeah, I think that, that speaks to me a lot. The delivery of it needs to be repackaged to something that provides um, more perceived value to the end user. I think you're right. Yeah, exactly. Cool. And we, we say it about CPA, CPE, we could say it about, you know, accounting. It's all about how do we make that end user more powerful or more productive right. or, you know, help them. We got to think about it. We got to put ourselves in their shoes. Mm -hmm. Very cool. Well, um, nice and short and sweet this time. It was really great talking to you, Blake. Um, and um, yeah. yeah, thank you so much for joining us.